You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hello again, everybody. Paul Lang from Discipline Trading Strategies. This is podcast number 29 in an ongoing series talking about what really matters in trading and investing. And I'm about to tell you that this is a very important podcast. You got to be asking, and I got to think to myself, episode 29, and we're still getting to really important podcasts. Is that accurate? Well, it is. Like anything that you want to do and become very good at, everything matters. Every little detail matters. And all of these so far, none of these are little matters. Everything I've talked about in 29 podcasts, to me, are all critical things to understand if you want to be successful at trading and investing. Most people don't really want to be successful. They want to just kind of jump in, stick their toes in, get slapped around a little bit, lose some money and quit. That's what most people end up doing. I think most of you know that the vast majority of people that try to trade the market end up losing. I'm not referring to just long-term, you know, averaging, buy and hold people. My first podcast, I talked about that. If you just started averaging into the market many years ago and that's your goal and that's all you want to do, that's fantastic. However, most people have not done that. And people who try to jump in usually come in ill-equipped. Seriously, though, this is a very, very important topic, management. If you go out reading or listening to videos about trading or investing, most of them are going to tell you that management is really important. Well, that's not very accurate because actually management is more than important. It is critical. And the comment I like to use is that every trader's or investor's fate will come down to their management, period. When you read about management in various places, you're going to read things like you have to take your stops or traders go broke if they don't take stops. And then you have to get to your targets. Very important, blah, blah, blah. However, none of these comments are really helpful. They're all kind of the goal. It's kind of like saying to make money trading, you need to buy low, sell high. Well, okay, that's not an instruction manual. That's the goal. Same thing with a lot of management concepts let your winners run, cut your losses short, well, duh, no kidding. But how do you do that? That's the problem. Understand this is a podcast. I've done several events for free members that are recorded educational events that are on the DTS site, but even those are just guidelines because the free events are to get your foot in the door to get you to understand some of the psychology, understand some of the concepts. But the actual training, of course, I do for management or for anything with technical analysis is in my seminar program. But I just want to point out that this topic is so important that the three main live courses that are part of the seminar program, one whole course is devoted just to management. It's that important. I see too many traders who learn the charts to some degree but can't make money. The reason is management. Again, everyone's fate as a trader or investor will eventually come down to how they manage period. I'm going to review a lot of things in this podcast. There's a lot of things I can talk about. The first step, of course, is to understand charts, to know how to manage a chart. This is the key for so many things in trading. People say they have psychological problems all the time, but the truth of it is I find out most people simply have trouble reading a chart. If you don't know what you're doing, everything becomes a psychological problem. It's similar in management. Management involves an intricate knowledge of the chart, even beyond what it takes to know how to enter some position. Management is key. Management involves even a more in-depth understanding of the chart. If you don't understand the chart, you can't even begin to know how to manage. Most traders end up managing by what I call the seat of the pants method. In other words, you get into something and there's really no plan. 
Maybe you have some kind of target out there in la-la land that you know you're never going to get to. And then you start making spontaneous decisions based on how you feel and how it's moving and, you know, if you're afraid of giving back money and all those good things. And traders like that never, ever make it because the really nice trades never come to fruition because they're always cutting them short. More on that coming. But this is the key area that even if you know charts well and you know how to enter and you know how to manage based on the chart, this is still a tougher area than the rest of trading because this is where psychology comes in more than any other area. Most of you know that if we talked about psychology, you would say that the key emotions in the market are fear and greed. You can read that anywhere. But the real culprit is fear. And it's specifically the fear of, you know what comes next? The fear of being a loser. That's what has everybody always jumpy. This is what the market actually revolves around, is this one fear. How does this play into trading? Well, it's very simple. If you've been trading and you've been managing positions, what happens is when you get into a trade and it starts making a little bit of money, you feel really good. However, if that trade turns around and turns red, in other words, it's now losing money, you feel like a loser. Anytime a trade closes out negative, your emotional reaction is loser. I can't tell you how many traders, to them, Let's say they're risking $500 so that maybe $100 is not really a big amount of money. A lot of traders just get emotionally distraught whether or not they end up $50 profitable or $50 negative. And that's kind of a silly concept. In other words, if they were to close the position up $300 or in the alternative, close it up $100, they have the same emotional reaction. They're happy. There's not a big difference to them in losing that $200 to go from 300 to 100 because our subconscious only reacts to, I'm a winner. But take half of that loss, just take $100 giving back. If you go from 50 positive to 50 negative, all of a sudden our emotion turns on and says, wow, I'm a loser, this is terrible. It's amazing how many traders react to this. I've seen traders get down a lot of money, like way more than they should be. And they're sitting there watching it, and by just good luck and good fate and the trading gods being on their side, it comes back for them. And they're down a lot of money, but all of a sudden they're back and they're almost break even. And you know what? They just won't get out. They won't hit the button because they want it to turn green. It's not acceptable to them that they took a terrible position and got it back to almost even. They have to have it turn green so they can call it a winner. I've seen traders let that turn around and then give back a lot of money again just because they had to turn green. This makes no sense. $100 is $100, $500 is $500. Whether that $100 takes you from 400 up to 300 up or whether it takes you from plus 50 to negative 50, it's $100. The emotion should be no different, yet it is for most people. So emotions are high, but then there's another problem with targets as well that adds to the emotional problem, partly because it's a technical problem as well. And that is the fact that targets are simply not as precise as anything else on the chart. Despite all the different things I do to look to enter a position and the many concepts I have, eventually I have to pick a number to the penny that's going to be my entry. I may change that and alter it and manage it in different ways, but eventually there comes a number, you got to say, boom, there it is. That's my entry, no question about it. And if I ever get out of the trade on the negative side, if it's a loser, there will be a number that I have to eventually pick that is my stop. They're precise numbers, can't really argue much about them. However, the target, when we say, what's the target? It's not like the target is going to be $32.43 and that's it. That's never the case. Targets are big gray areas. That I like to call them zip codes. What's important as a trader is that you know the zip code you're going for. 
as a day trader, are you trying to get to yesterday's high? Or is this a great chart that's going to go to last week's high? As a long-term investor, are you going to new all-time highs? Or are you just trying to get back to that last retracement area from a couple weeks ago? Knowing the zip code is critical. And then once we know that, management takes over. Management policies are what kind of fine-tune the target once we get into the general zip code area. But the fact that there's no precision in the target is what adds to all of this both technical and psychological drama because when you have that wide range you're shooting for, it becomes a big dilemma. How do you get there? I found that sometimes just hearing or understanding a few comments or statements turn the corner for people. In other words, just a little quick sayings, quotes. I put out some things called the DTS quick trading tip. Sometimes people read one of those and if they're kind of on the border of getting it, it pushes them over. I can't tell you how many traders have come back to me. You know, they said, you know what? Just that one quip that you said, that one little quote really stuck with me and it changed how I trade. So I wanna give you a few of those that I talk about that people have said help turn the corner for them. But first, let's talk about some of the other common adages you read about regarding trade management and how useful they are. I have four of my always pick on that are common things. If you go out and read or Google, how do you manage trades? Here's some things you're gonna hear. Number one, let your winners run, cut your losses short, blah, blah, blah. Well, as I said earlier, that's a great goal, but it's not helpful at all. It doesn't tell you how to do it. It just says, well, here's what you have to do. Not very helpful. So there's nothing wrong with that saying, but it's useless. You can pin it on the wall if you want to, read it occasionally, but it's not gonna help you to make any money. Another one you hear is exit when the trend changes. Now, theoretically, it makes some sense. In other words, if I'm in a position long because I'm in some kind of uptrend, I guess I don't want to be in it if I'm in a downtrend, right? That would make sense. However, the truth of it is, is that following that precisely is precisely wrong. It's kind of a complicated answer to understand that, but I can give you some insight by asking you this one question. If the trends are up, down, and sideways, in other words, we can have an uptrend, downtrend, or sideways trend. When an uptrend ends, statistically speaking, what is the next most common trend to get into? Answer, very few people get this one right. Statistically speaking, when an uptrend ends, the next most common trend to get into is to go back into an uptrend. The whole concept of understanding what a trend is and when they change and the transitional analysis is a big part of what I teach in terms of technical trading. But just for simplicity, understand trends have a hard time ending. And that's why the trend is one of the only two times you have an edge in trading. It's the oldest saying in trading that the trend is your friend. And it's one of the few ones that actually is a true saying that you learn when you first come to the market. What a good trend is, when you're even in a trend, when it's going to end, are all more complicated issues that a lot of people really don't understand. So the third thing you're going to hear when you read some generic stuff about trading and trade management is going to be, get to break even as soon as possible. What do you think about that one? Well, I have a definite opinion of, well, it's not just an opinion. Here's a fact that I will tell you. That's one of the worst sayings that you could ever follow or try to listen to. It makes zero sense whatsoever. We manage based on a chart, and when you got into a position, you had an area in mind which you were going to kill the trade because it no longer is working for you. When you decide to change that area, in other words, if you're long, when you decide it's appropriate to raise a stop, it's because we have found some area on the chart that I can now say, hey, I don't want to go below this area anymore because I know from my technical skill and understanding that if I do go below that area, it's likely never going to recover again. It is highly unlikely that your break-even is anywhere relevant on a chart. In other words, it's a number you know, 
But the entry to almost any type of strategy is not related to where you'd want to get out. So break even is nothing that is seen on a chart by anyone else. It's nothing but what I like to call an emotional crutch for you. You want to get out at break even because that's what defines a winner from a loser. Break even is a meaningless term on a chart. If you look at a chart, you're not going to see anybody's break even highlighted on the chart. Only you know your break even. It makes no sense at all to understand break even, yet it is one of the most common things I hear from new traders. People will come to my trading room sometimes as a newer trader or new to the room. And if I take a position, maybe I take a target, the first question they ask is, well, Paul, are you bringing the stop up to break even? I always have to chuckle. I go, no, why would I do that? That makes no sense at all. Yet it's one of those popular rules that you read out there. It makes no sense. Traders who say get the stop to break even are typically losing traders because what they're trying to do is they're trying to minimize losses. And the fourth saying that you will see a lot, the fourth rule, if you will, and maybe it's not a rule so much as a concept, it's you can't go broke taking a profit. This is perhaps the worst saying in trading, period. What it does, it encourages you to take small profits all the time to, to keep a string of winners, but it is impossible to have all winners. I suppose theoretically, if you follow that to the letter, if you never had a loser, I guess you're making money, but the truth of it is you're going to have a loser. And a very common trading PL for a lot of traders is to have a string of small winners or break-even trades, and then a loser that wipes out all of the winners. And it's not necessarily because you let that loser run to a big number. When in the beginning, I mentioned this in another podcast, but in the beginning, a lot of new traders will trade aggressively and have some pretty good winners, but then they'll let a loser go and they'll create a really big loser that's way more than they're supposed to. It'll wipe out their winners. That's a new trader. As a trader gets more experienced, they get fearful of taking a large loss like that. So what they do is that they get chicken, they take a lot of small profits, and then their losing trade is maybe no more than they intended to lose. In other words, they took a loss that is within their loss limit. It's the amount of money they set out to risk. So even though it's a normal loser, their winners are also small that they're still losing money. So a lot of the things that you go out there and read are not really helpful, and a couple of them are even very detrimental in my view. Let's talk about a couple of maybe good things to understand. And the first one is, what is management in general? What is your goal in managing? Well, my definition of trade management is that it is the balance between getting to a maximum target and protecting some profit when applicable. Here's the first little saying I want you to think about. Any trade that you take that eventually gets to your target, any management you've done along the way costs you money. Think about the power of that statement. And the question to ask yourself is, if you've been trading fairly regularly, how many times do you get to your target and how many times have you cut your winners short because of being chicken or inappropriate with your management? Now, the problem is, of course, even the best trader, we're not going to get to our target all the time. The obvious question becomes, well, what if you got 90% of your way to your target? Are you going to let that go for a full loss? And obviously, that's probably not a good idea. It may be sometimes. That's a little more advanced concept, but generally speaking, there are times where it probably makes some sense to step in and protect some profit. A big thing that I teach in management is most traders are out trying to protect profit when there is really no profit. In other words, they get all hung up in the beginning part of the trade because they're focused on staying green, staying above break even, or getting very minimal losses. I don't believe you should do anything in the beginning part of a trade. You've taken out a trade. 
You've gone through the time, the pain, the trouble to find a great trade. You enter the trade. You decide what your stop's going to be. I don't understand how one bar later, whether that's a day later or a week later or five minutes later, I don't understand how all of a sudden you hate the trade so much that you can't wait to get out of it. It makes no sense to me. So I believe in living with a trade. And if you pick bad trades, you have to learn to trade better. But if you pick good trades, live with your trade. And when you get to a certain area, all of a sudden it becomes worth it to start thinking about protecting some profits. This is all more complicated than what I'm making it sound in terms of you have to start understanding charts and different management processes and what we can use to try and achieve that goal. But that's the general concept to me is protect profits when you have profit to protect. And always keep in mind the ultimate goal of achieving that full target. And one of the most important things, always look backwards and say, hey, how many times would I have gotten to that full target? Did I hurt myself by stepping in to manage? Did I lose money by stepping in to manage? How many times, how often? It's a number that you should all know and understand. A second great thing is revealed by doing that. And that is if you step in and find that management was the right thing to do because you minimize the loss or protected some small profit, but you're losing money, obviously then you're picking terrible trades. The better the trader you are, the more likely it is that hands-off management is going to improve your results because the more you get to final targets, the better you are just letting it go. The more you're a terrible trader, the more you're never going to get to a target, the more you're going to benefit by taking a small profit or by trying to minimize the loss. But keep in mind, you're never going to make money. All you're going to do is you've developed a way to bleed slower, but you're never going to make it. So you have to change that policy. Here's another saying that I've had several people tell me helped turn the corner for them. And it's just a very simple saying. It has no real teeth behind it in terms of technical analysis, but it's simply you can't get to a maximum target and protect every penny of profit at the same time. Think about that comment for a minute, because many traders try to do that. They have this target set up, this glorious target that they think they're going to get to, but then almost immediately they start saying, oh, I can't get back any profit. I have to do this, I have to do that. Also keep in mind that where do you think the balance lies for most people? Do you think most traders favor getting to maximum targets or most people favor protecting profits? Well, I already answered that question for you a couple of times. Most traders will favor protecting small profits because it keeps them green. It keeps them from being a loser. There's nothing wrong with a losing trade. The idea is to make money at the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month. If protecting small gains costs you and takes away from you your biggest winner of the month, what good was it to protect small gains? Maybe think of the saying that some sacrifice is better for the bigger good. In other words, in other words, there's no way even for me to know which trade I take may turn out to be the best trade of the week or the best trade of the month. It's hard to tell. But if you cut every trade short, no trade will ever perform for you. So you have to do a reasonable job in letting the trades develop that are going to develop. That's how you make money. There's no other way. Many traders are actually taught to minimize losses. Now, sit down, or if you're driving, maybe pull over, because what I'm about to say may scare you. This is just totally wrong. Your goal should not be to minimize losses. Here's what's going to happen. If your goal is to minimize losses, you know what you'll get? You'll end up with a whole string of minimized losses. That's not the goal. The goal is to make money. Now, I'm not against minimizing a loss when the chart tells me this is the appropriate thing to do. But minimizing a loss simply for what you consider to be money management purposes or to protect yourself from having a loser is totally wrong. You're not going to make money doing that. 
Another concept I want to mention that there is no concept of making a management decision while the trade is in progress. Now, yes, you have to monitor the trade. You have to use your eyes to say what's happening. But in terms of the policy you're following, it has to be predetermined. Management concepts are predetermined for whatever trade you're in. Now, you may have a different management policy for different types of trades. You should do that. That's a good thing. But the structure is there. And all you should be doing when you're actually watching a trade is just determining if something has triggered, if you will, in your management plan for that trade. This is not what most people do. What most people do is they create their management plan on every trade, and it's called the seat of the pants method. It's just a totally emotional response to what they feel like doing during that trade, and you're not going to make money doing that. Another sticking point for some people is even if you're in my seminar program, we don't have a universal management strategy. In other words, there is no one universal boom, here's how you do everything. It's just like trading itself. There's no one universal setup or strategy. Even people who are trained by me and are 100% like me, we're all going to be different in terms of what we look for, what trades we take, how they're set up. How do I explain that? Very simple. If I were to ask a group of people, which I've done many times, what do you prefer to do? Whether you're long-term or short-term, it doesn't matter. Do you prefer to take a breakout type of trade that's going to new highs? Or do you prefer to take some kind of pullback type of trade that's coming back to some area? Answers will be about 50-50. If I ask you, do you prefer to take a trade with a really, let's say, a tight stop and maybe have to replay it two or three times and then get a home run to make your money? Or would you rather take something with a really wide stop and very rarely stop out but not make as much money? Again, people will be somewhat torn. Most people would favor the wider stop, but it's about two to one. There's a difference in opinion of what people like to do. I could ask that question for all kinds of different things about how to handle a chart and how to enter positions and what kind of strategies to take. So even identically trained traders will end up with their own preferences of what to do. There's a zillion things to do in the market. What one trader could literally be seeing a stock that's sideways and wanting to buy the support area. The other trader could say, I'm never going to do that. And then they want to short the rally to some resistance area. A lot of things work. We don't all end up doing the same thing. And by that very token, if we're all doing unique things, how can we possibly have the identical management policy, right? It just can't exist that way. So what you learn are tools of how to manage, tools on charts, and management ends up being a combination of what are your targets, what is your strategy, and a little bit your own personality and style. Unfortunately, some traders just can't hang on long to things and they'll never change. So we have to have a style for them that allows them to maybe take quicker profits, maybe a little bit more of getting to a scalping type of a style. Some traders are willing to walk away and let things go a long time. Sometimes for them, we have to say, hey, you got to take profit sometimes. That's the minority of people, but some are like that. What is important that you understand a chart, that you use the tools necessary from technical analysis to manage your trade, that you stay consistent and that you always monitor what you're doing so that you can see if you've deviated or if there's a better way to do something. Good traders will find less management is better. Poor traders may find that more management is needed, but they're never gonna make money. You can't squeeze blood from a turnip. If your trades are not making money, the best you can do with management is try and slower your losses. And that's not how you're gonna make it in the long run. Let me sum up by repeating what I started with. And that is that as a trader or investor, eventually your fate will come down to your ability to manage. 
in my view, that's not just managing getting from your entry to some target, but it's also managing the entry itself and managing the stop itself in many cases. These are some more complicated issues of trading. It is probably the most difficult area for people to learn because it involves a less exact science and because it also involves more emotion than any other part of trading. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. Be here for the next podcast as well. That'll be podcast number 30. I assume you all know you also can go back and hear all the prior podcasts on whatever format you're listening to. This is Paul for DTS. Good trading, everybody. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.